seems like um, all the all the resources really are pulling together, and I think that's honestly what'll just get us through this: is all of us working together as communities and supporting each other. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third-generation family business entrepreneur Renee Oswald. Hi guys, welcome to a special episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. If you aren't familiar with the show, I interview business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers in East Idaho, and I share their origin stories. Today, I'm actually interviewing someone who is here to help small businesses, and he's going to educate us today about some of the assistance available to help us during these uncertain economic times. So please welcome Ken Polson from The Development Company. Thanks, Renee. This is, I'm excited. I've never done a podcast. This will be fun. Well, this is your inaugural podcast and no pressure, but everybody is interested in this topic. So yeah. you got, it's all on your shoulders, man, to hey, educate us. I live, I live for pressure. It'll be good. <laughs> okay. So Ken is the senior loan officer here at the development company, but people may not understand what the development company is, <clears throat> excuse me, is, <laughs> is. So what exactly is the development company? So we, we're kind of an interesting company. We're a private nonprofit that was set up in Rexburg in the mid-70s. So right after the Teton Dam disaster, we became an organization to help with that disaster. So really disasters are nothing new to us. It's something that we've helped um, through our communities and, and helped our communities with in the past. And really what we're here for is to help support small businesses and help our economy in East Idaho. So there's really three ways that we support that in East Idaho. One of which is we do um, workforce development with the state of Idaho. So we help employers that wanna create like apprenticeship programs or specialized job training. And Terry Butikofer in our office does that. The other thing that we do is we write grants for cities and towns. We help cities and towns that wanna do like a new fire station or a senior center or would like to put in a new water treatment facility. So we've been doing those kind of projects with the state for a long time. And then the third thing that we do, which is what I'm involved in every day, is the small business administration loans, or SBA loans is what people usually know those by. So we're an SBA lender, and in addition to SBA loans, we do about six other loan programs that help small business owners uh, when they can't get access to conventional bank financing. So you're located in Rexburg. Do you have to be in Madison County in order to take advantage of your services? No, the cool thing about our programs is with our SBA loan program, we can work with any business in the state of Idaho. And some of our loan programs are uh, specifically for rural communities. We have a loan program for the city of Rexburg. So we have tools in just about every community in East Idaho. Yeah, and I, I just have to sing Ken's praises because we have our Rexburg location because of Ken and his help um, with a lot of things. We ended up even participating in a grant. So he helped us in a bunch of different ways to be able to build that location. And um, and here we are. We're, we're happy to be in Rexburg. Hey, that's what we love to do. We love to see small businesses succeed. So... Well, you've definitely helped us. So that's why I have you here today. I felt like you would be a great expert. Thank you for giving us some background, especially in light of helping small businesses through disasters, because it feels like it's kind of a disaster right now. We don't know what's happening. 
with the coronavirus, with the COVID disease, what, um, how it's going to impact our businesses, but we know we're feeling it in our cash registers right now. We certainly are shelter in place currently in Idaho um, or stay at home, however you wanna uh, term that. And so we're seeing a downturn in our business and we have just learned that, um, the, that there has been legislation passed. And I would love for you to be able to talk more about the CARES Act um, and the idle loan and mm -hmm. just give us kind of an idea of what specific um, assistance is out there for us right now and what do we have to do to get it? Sure. Yeah, I think um, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and I told him we're, it feels like we're all kind of stuck in this funny uh, Bill Murray Groundhog's Day situation where we all kind of wake up and every day is the same. We check the news and there's not a lot of good news. Um, there's some scary news with the virus, but um, this is, I'm a young guy, but this is the second financial crisis that I've worked through now in my short career. And I remember working through the last crisis and just feeling like the world was coming to an end. And I know that we feel like that now, but I do think that there is things for us to be hopeful about as small business owners. I still believe in America. I believe that we're an incredibly innovative country and we have incredible work ethic as small business owners. And so um, my wife and I are also small business owners. So we've been impacted by this too. So, and I share that just because um, I want small business owners to know that as we work with them, I'm, I'm sitting where you're at. Um, we know what you're going through. But to SBA's credit, they have done a phenomenal job in the last week to help small business owners and support small business owners through this challenge. So there's really a couple things that small business owners should be hopeful about, one of which is the Care, CARES program that just passed into law Friday afternoon. President Trump signed that. SBA is working around the clock to get that implemented. So it sounds like we're going to know kind of all the nitty gritty details on that later this week or early next week. But the thing that everybody's talking about is the Paycheck Protection Program. And so what that'll allow business owners to do is, is keep their good employees on the payroll. And it's really designed to provide a backstop so that you can keep your employees working, you can keep payroll. Um, coming in and the cool feature of that loan is that that to the extent that you can keep employees on your payroll that loan could be partially forgivable. Uh, the government has said that they they're hoping to do a max interest rate on that loan of 4% and uh, you can work directly with your commercial banks to apply for that loan as soon as it becomes available. So what you're saying, it isn't available right now. We should be in the preparation mode, getting ready, getting our information to the bank Yes. right at this moment. Yes, this week is a great week to start doing your prep work, doing your homework, and getting ready so that you can go in and talk to your banker in the next couple weeks. Um, the good news is SBA has done all the groundwork and the, the infrastructure is all in place to apply for this loan. So the technology is already there. And they're hoping that it'll be a really streamlined, smooth process. Um, we're just waiting for the final regulations to come out so we know all the, all the details that are on people's minds. So I think you brought up a great thing, and um, no offense to anyone, but SBA loan process can be somewhat cumbersome. 
So we've what, heard that before. <laughs> I mean, you've lived it a yeah. lot. So what I hear you saying is that it, that that process has been streamlined. Yes, and that's you know that's actually my favorite myth to debunk is that SBA lending is hard. SBA lending doesn't have to be hard. It, it all depends on our preparation and structuring things correctly to fit inside the SBA guidelines. And that's usually where borrowers get a little frustrated with SBA is if if they kind of have their mind made up about how they want something to look and then they find out it doesn't quite work in the SBA world. And that's why we're encouraging people this week to be um, just getting ready and getting your financials ready for your banker so that as soon as we know the final regulations, we can give you really good advice on what to do. So tell me, what should I be collecting if I, as, I, as I have understood this payment protection program, I need to be able to show my payroll expense in 2019 and the people that I have on payroll now. Explain that a little bit. Yeah, my understanding of it based on the guidance we've been given is that the payroll loan is based on the last two and a half months of average payroll for you. And what what SBA is wanting you to do is is give them an estimation, give them an indication of what you need for payroll for the next 60 days. Okay, and so I prove that just by showing what my payroll expenses have been. Mm -hmm. Have that prepared yep. and ready. I'd have that ready in a, sp a spreadsheet or a payroll report so that you can take that to your banker. But I also think it would be really good to have a personal financial statement ready and to have your financials as up to date as you can get them. Definitely have a profit and loss and a balance sheet done through the end of December 2019. And if you can get a January and February profit and loss and balance sheet put together, that would be great. Okay. Um, personal financial statements would be great to gather. Uh, if you go to the SBA website, you can get SBA Form 413, and maybe Renee can put a link to that. It's I'd really easy to, to find. Um, but that's the form that SBA will want to use, and if you can have that filled out, that would uh, put you ahead of the game. Expedite some things. Yeah. Um, Tell me though, is this loan only, this Paycheck paycheck Protection Program is only for um, payroll? Well, there's some other things that we can add into it. Um, it can cover employee benefits, it can cover um, interest, it can cover lease payments to help you stay open during this business interruption period that we're all in. Okay, so the our bank will help us sort through all eligible. of those things. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. All the eligible expenses. And it's very generous. It looks like the maximum loan amount, as far as what we've seen, is going to be up to ten million per business. So the good thing is it's gonna it's gonna be helpful for small mom and pop type businesses, but also larger businesses and even businesses that are not normally uh, eligible for SBA financing because they're too large. So for example, SBA has made a little bit of an exception for hotel operators, which I know we have quite a few of locally. And our East Idaho hotel operators will really probably suffer through this because of um, people not coming to Yellowstone as much. Yeah. So oh, it's going to be huge. I think this will be good news for them that they're now eligible for this help. So talk a little bit about eligibility. Sure. I know that you need to have less than 500 employees. Yep. Um, but what other things do I have to be eligible? Do I have to have collateral? Am I going to be have to show how you know to um, support this loan? 
From what I've heard, it's not a collateralized loan at this point. So that's that's good news. They're not going to. It doesn't look like um, if you're familiar with like a 7A loan, where sometimes SBA has to ask for a lien on your house or your business equipment. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case on this loan. Okay. So what is the requirement? Can any business apply for this? That's under 500. Yeah. So right now, and I can actually just read it to you if you'd like. The guidance we've been given it says any business with less than 500 employees, and then they make a little bit of an exception for hotels that says hotels. Um, as long as each hotel location has less than 500 employees, are still they're still eligible. So tribal businesses, veteran organizations, nonprofits, which is a big benefit as well, um, because typically nonprofits are not eligible for SBA help. So this is a whole new. That's a whole new. Okay, yep. that's great. And uh, franchises, and franchises are probably one we should mention just real quickly because um, my business model is a franchise that my wife and I own. And you can go onto SBA's website and, and type in franchise registry. So if you own like a Subway or a Wendy's and you're wondering if you're eligible for this PPP loan, uh, another good first step as you're preparing this week is just go on and make sure that your franchise is eligible. SBA updates that uh, list every week. And uh, you can just, it's alphabetical and you can see if your business is on there. Why, aren't, why wouldn't you be? Help me understand if a, fran a oh, franchise. Oh, on a franchise? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, sometimes SBA gets concerned with franchise businesses that the franchisor has too much control and that it's not really a small business I anymore. See. I that see. That they're actually making the loan that benefits a the bigger huge corporation. Yeah, that, that really doesn't qualify for SBA financing. So. So you've talked a little bit in here, and I've had some confusion around this that I was hoping that you could help me clarify. You've talked about the 7A loan, um, and then we've talked about the paycheck, paycheck Protection Program. Are those the same loan? Are those two separate loans? Um, at one time prior to the, the CARES Act completely being approved, I thought there was something like that. Um, emergency injury disaster loan yeah. being offered, and that called the IDLE. Yeah, and that's still around. And, and in fact, SBA just rolled out a brand new website um, this past Monday for the IDLE loan. And so that website is still accepting applications, and um, it works much, much better. So if anybody applied in the last couple weeks and were frustrated because they couldn't get through, they really should go give it another try. SBA made a new partnership. Um, and rolled out a brand new website. So you can apply in about five minutes now. It's awesome. And that loan has always been available? Yeah. It, disaster loan? Yeah, disaster loans are something SBA has done throughout the years, and, they, and they're really good at getting those out. On, on the, the current IDLE loan, it's available up to $2 million of funding, and up to $10,000 of that could be converted to grant. And the $10,000, SBA has been instructed to get that $10,000 out very quickly, so make that the first money that they send out on the loan. Now, if I did uh, apply for IDLE and that was approved, can I also apply for Paycheck Protection or is that double dipping? I can't use both of those for my payroll. So that's, a, that's kind of a million dollar question that a lot of people have asked us. We're not sure. The guidance that we've gotten so far says that you can apply for both but you just can't use both for the same expense. So okay. like as an example, if you applied for the disaster loan to cover your March and April payroll, 
then you couldn't apply for the payroll protection to do those same two months, okay. if that makes sense. But you could still apply for payroll protection and do May and June payroll or something like that. Um, so that's, or you could use the payroll protection for your April and March and April lease payment. So those kind of things, it looks like they can work together. So just be smart in just how you're smart. asking for those money, yep. that money. And I think what we have to continue to remember as we're pondering all of this is this is all still debt. There are some of this that's forgiven mm -hmm. or turned into a grant, but it's still a loan. Yeah. You're going to have to pay it back. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to have to show SBA that you can pay it back. So that's kind of part of the preparation. If you do the idle loan, you'll notice that you have to do some projections on how you're going to pay it back. And I'm sure that'll be the case, too, on the payroll protection loan. And the big thing with SBA is just documenting. So you'll want to keep good records on where you spend the money and, and make sure that you check all the boxes that way so you get the maximum forgiveness on the loan. Um, one thing that we are aware of on the loan forgiveness is that it's, it's intended to help you keep your employees working, but if you do have to lay off some of those employees, your, your forgiveness will decrease correspondingly. So, um, I think I also heard, though, if you have, up to now, you have had to release employees, Yes, this act allows me to bring them back and then I qualify for the PPP. Yeah, I think that is the intention, is to get those people, keep those people working, and yeah. kind of lessen the burden on unemployment and those kind of programs. Yeah, it's so, huge, isn't it? Yeah. So is there a timeline, like our deadline um, for, it sounds like idle is present all the time, but is there a timeline for the um, pay, Paycheck Protection Program that you have to apply by? It looks like from what we've seen that the end of June is when they're going to stop accepting um, applications, applications yeah, uh -huh. on the payroll protection. It says um, June 30, 2020, but um, it can be backdated to cover expenses that started as early as February 15th, 2020. So okay. it's, it looks like there's going to be a little retroactive once you get approved to let you go back and Works, work with some of those expenses. So, Ken, what if I'm a business that really hasn't had a very big economic impact yet? Yeah. Do, is, is that going to be um, taken into consideration as they're offering these loans? Do I, is it by pure fact that COVID is present that that causes me to be qualify for um, the loan? Or am I going to have to show that for instance, in my business, we've had less revenue, less car mm -hmm. count, less. Do I, am I going to have to show that? Yeah, I think you will. I think you'll need to document what the impact has been. But it also brings up another great point that if your business hasn't been uh, tremendously impacted, there's still other tools available, too, that you can access. And SBA is doing, uh, with the CARES Act, there will also be a part of that that helps with loan payment on existing SBA loans. Um, and um, there's also um, an improvement that's been made to SBA 7A where they've increased what they call their express loans to be a million dollar limit. And, and traditionally it's been a $150,000 limit on express loans. So it's another thing to, to encourage banks to lend during this difficult time so that small business owners can get capital. So it may be that some businesses just need a traditional working capital loan through 7A, and that'll be, that resource will be available too. 
So for um, businesses who are larger than 500, they don't maybe have the access to uh, the financial pieces of the CARES Act. Are there other things in the legislation that help businesses that are over 500? It sounds like there's um, some tax credits coming for people that keep their employees on the payroll. Um, I don't I don't know much about those yet, but it sounds like there will be some things with respect to that. So stay tuned. Keep looking stay to tuned. see exactly. Yeah, I had heard somewhere, please don't quote me because I'm not the expert on this, that um, there's a potential to defer payroll taxes that you remit. Yes. So had you read yeah, that as the, well? The states issued some guidance on that too through the Idaho Department of Labor. And um, you can go on and look at the Idaho Department of Labor and see what they're doing for small businesses. Um, one of the cool things about our job is we get to work with a lot of different government agencies. So we get to work with SBA, we get to work with our local county commissioners and our mayors, but we also get to work with these other agencies that you may never have heard of, like the Economic Development Administration, which is part of the U.S. Department of Commerce. And we've been working with them every day to free up more funding in East Idaho to help small businesses. So we're in the process of applying for some other loan funds that we could also use in East Idaho away from the SBA resources to help businesses. So the hopeful thing about this, even though it's such a tough time, is it seems like all the federal agencies are working really hard to get resources on the ground to keep businesses open, to keep employees working, keep us all going. So who is the point person on this? It sounds like the your office could be a point person sure. on many different resources, but also my bank that I have been using. Is that true? I mean, yes. it doesn't really matter yeah. who you're using. Yeah, banks banks have always been heavily involved in SBA lending. And so your local banker will be a great resource. Um, we actually don't handle the application for either of these loans, the payroll protection loan or the e EIDL loan. But we're happy to take people's calls and questions and emails and get them to the right resources. Yeah, I know that's, you, you have been so good for us because when we <laughs> don't know something, we call Ken and he's like, oh, calm down in here. We'll, this we'll is where you it. go. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. That's the fun part of our job too, is just helping businesses solve problems. And we're, we solve problems even when the world's healthy. So yeah, that's great. That's just what yeah, we do. It's so good to have you around. Um, in the act, I think that I also saw that there was some um, limits, or I mean, increase um, in if if unf heaven forbid somebody did have to claim bankruptcy, mm -hmm. that there was a, a um, an increase in the debt. In Is the that protection? correct? Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not an expert on bankruptcy stuff, but I would imagine that will that be that's probably something. Yeah, too. Provi a provision you'd want to visit with a local attorney about. Also, look, um, I think that maybe, and again, I don't expect you to know the answer to this, but as you're considering this, listeners, the, I thought I saw something in there related to federal student loan deferral. Yeah. So if you have a federal loan, not a private, federal loan, that there is some provision there for deferring payments. Um, health Savings Acts, I think there was something in there around self-hate, sorry, health saving accounts. Mm -hmm. Um, so lots of things related to this act that aren't just specific to uh, small businesses receiving loans. Yeah. Um, so Ken, I posted this on um, my Facebook page for East Idaho Entrepreneurs and 
asked people to uh, ask questions if they had any questions for you. Okay. So one of the questions um, that was submitted is, can independent contractors take advantage and what do they need to do to prepare? Yeah, they can. And the guidance says that in independent contractors and sole proprietors are eligible. So just kind of those same preparation steps. Get your financials ready. Get your personal financial statement ready. Be ready to document how much help you need. And how, and how this has impacted yes, you. Yes, mm -hmm. and how it's impacted you. Um, another question, where do they begin the process? So I think maybe you've addressed that. We need okay. to get our stuff together. Get our stuff. What I would do, your bankers are probably a little overwhelmed this week. Um, because you can't apply for the loan this week, I would just shoot your banker a text or an email and say, hey, give me a call when this is ready to roll and uh, we're definitely interested in it. So you're, if you're interested in the payroll protection loan, your banker will be your first point of contact. Okay, great. Um, okay, so uh, is there anything else that we didn't address that you're like, Renee, we haven't talked about this particular thing. They're gonna need to know. Well, I think one of the really cool things, and we're excited about um, understanding how this will work, but under another leg of the CARES Act is that there's some money set aside by SBA to make payments on existing SBA loans. So that would be 7A loans and 504 loans. So um, there's, really, there's really two ways that people can get money under normal circumstances from SBA. And I don't know who came up with these really sexy creative names, but 7A is one avenue, and then the SBA 504 loan is the other name. Um, the government, Those are really creative. They're really creative. The government <laughs> loves acronyms. So the SBA 504 program is the loan that we're involved with every day. And what it does is it helps small business owners that want to buy their first building or expand their building or buy equipment. We kind of joke that it's the first-time home buyer program for small business. It's really to help businesses get their own equipment and get their own facility. So that's what we operate and that's what we partner with local banks to do. Um, so under this legislation, it, it, there is talk that SBA has set aside money to help make payments on those existing loans and possibly even loans that are being approved through the loan center right now for people that still have good projects in, in the pipeline. And so that's kind of one message. So is that a deferment or is it actually, help me understand. Yeah, it, so we can always do deferrals for people. Okay. We can do up to six month deferrals for businesses that need that. And we've been actively involved in that the last couple of weeks. But through this program, it looks like SBA would actually just make the borrower's loan payment. Um, so it wouldn't, you wouldn't have accrued interest in some of those things. And we're, we're kind of scratching our heads because it almost seems too good to be true. But there's more details to come on that. And we will be um, communicating with our borrowers, with our bank partners, to get the good news out about that as soon as we have all the details. So I'm a little bit in shock because what I think I hear you saying is yeah. not just principal, interest as well. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's what, it's what it looks, <laughs> that's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. Um, we don't know exactly the details. Our trade group is working really hard to understand that. We got kind of a preliminary um, email from them a couple days ago, and it, we had to read it three times to make sure we were understanding yeah. it. But, but, <laughs> and then uh, by committee, be like, yeah. is this what you understand? <laughs> there's, uh, there's always the fine print, though. So we, we just want to put that caveat out there that we still need to understand how that's going to work. Uh -huh. But I guess our, our bottom line message is we are still 
open for business. We're helping small businesses that want to apply for financing. So uh, if businesses are still, if they have a project in the pipeline that they want to complete and 504 is a good fit for, our company's here to help do that. So that's that's one leg of SBA. The other side is 7A. 7A has been around quite a while. What 7A is designed to do is help, again, help businesses that don't qualify for conventional financing. And 7A can do uh, a few more things than what 504 can. So 7A can do working capital loans, lines of credit, equipment, real estate. What 7A works really great for is when there's not a lot of collateral available. So when you don't have a building to secure the loan with, um, if you're a startup business, if it's a restaurant that you're just doing like, you're building out your restaurant but you don't own the building, uh, 7A works awesome for that because it, it helps the bank do a loan that they couldn't normally do uh, by providing them with a guarantee. So 7A is still up and running. Uh, you can still submit applications through 7A. That goes directly through your commercial banker that you work with. And uh, SBA is still encouraging us to send those applications in. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you, uh, this is not your expertise, but do you know anything around the legislation with the mortgage forbearance? Have you heard anything I around haven't. that? Okay. No, that's, it is kind of out of my... Yeah, realm. yeah. Well, I thought I'd really test you yeah. to see how Ooh, far I good. could push you. Um, just know that in the in the legislation there is some mortgage forbearance, so single family um, residents that there could be um, 180 days of forbearance. Now, there's again a lot of fine print, and it has to be limited to a guaranteed or insured loan. So. You know, if your financial institution sold your loan, there could be some confusion around exactly what's there. But just realize if you're a homeowner and you're worried about your house payment, um, check with your mortgage, uh, who holds your mortgage, and see if there's an opportunity within this legislation for mortgage forbearance as well. Yeah. Um, they're, they're trying to take care of us. I feel like, you know, there's I'm sure that there's a lot of controversy and, and opposed, opposing opinions around all of this, but uh, as a small business owner, it is nice to know that we're not alone and that there is some help for us out there. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like um, all, the, all the resources really are pulling together. And, and I think that's honestly what will just get us through this is all of us working together as communities and supporting each other. It's been fun in Rexburg to see people um, still supporting restaurants as they can. And, and I know it's going on throughout the state, but just really trying to support. Um, I saw a cool thing that Zions Bank was doing where, and I know some of the other banks are doing it too, where they're ordering takeout and sending it to businesses that are still, still working, just as a way to kind of help support those businesses and, and support those restaurants. So That's I awesome. think all of us just doing thoughtful things like that will help our communities too. Well, that you read my mind because that was the exact question I was going to ask you is how should we support each other's small business during this time? And I think there's been a lot out there about buying gift certificates yeah. and, and whatnot. But that right there is such a key thing that we need to share best practices amongst each small business about what's working. I know for Oswald Service, we're taking this opportunity to thank our customers. Yeah. You know, we're calling them and we're thanking them and we're checking on them in a genuine way to just make sure that they know 
yeah, we are still open. We are an essential business. But also, how are you doing? Yeah. Because this is a, a rough time. It is. And I think it goes a long way just to get a text or an email from somebody and just to know that people are thinking about you. And um, I think for business owners, it's an awesome time to step up your social media game. And even if you can't be um, inviting your customers into your place of business to do business right now, you can still be entertaining them or providing content or you know, just sharing things with them. And uh, it just makes your business more personable and uh, just letting people know that you're gonna be there and you're you're hanging in there yeah. is a good thing to do. It gives that sense of peace. And you're right, people are definitely on social media. I looked at my screen time this last week yeah. and I was shocked. I know. I got my little <laughs> text from my iPhone that yeah. said you're like, what? up twenty three percent. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, well I just really appreciate it. I think my greatest fear in being in the business world is that we don't know what's available to us. And yeah. so that was one of the reasons I want to make sure that we got this podcast out there. And so thank you so much for sure. um, sharing your time. I forced myself onto your calendar during your lunchtime. I know hey. you're super busy right now. So That's thanks good. for sharing with us all you know and the resources and where we can get answers. Yeah, thanks. It's been fun. We'll have a bunch of good information you can link and we'll get people to the right spots. Great. And as I get more information um, we'll add it to the website and to the f posts on social just so we can kind of keep this going. If you have questions, please be sure to post them and we'll see if Ken can help us get them answered and, and taken care of. So That'd be great. for more information, you can absolutely visit the development company or your local financial, financial institution. They're gearing up and ready and willing to help us in this time. So thank you so much for joining me for this special episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. And thank you, Ken, for your time. Yeah, thanks. Um, as a reminder, this is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair. We are an essential business. We are opened. We really don't want you to have to come in, but we know how important transportation is. So we're here to help you. We can do that in an interaction free environment where you just drop your keys off in the key drops. So please let us help you if we can during this time. And remember to be kind and check on your neighbors. So we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair for all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho. Let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.